We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. Basically, so I've chosen to stick with the gospel. And so I just want to encourage you along the lines of the gospel. Basically, Hallelujah. So, Paul. So my, my topic is understanding the grace of God. So Paul was warning the Corinthian church in Second Corinthians six and verse one, NLT. NLT, Second Corinthians six one. And two, is it there? He said, we then, we as God partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and do what? No triumph. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Please don't. Don't. And there are reasons for that. Do not receive the grace of God King James says, and then you just leave it there. Why? Because the grace has everything that is needed for life and then for godliness. Hallelujah. As we go along, you will see that in the message of this grace is signs, wonders, various miracles, gift of the spirit. That's all these um, other stage performances are trying to, to love people to. Right? Hebrews 2 and verse 4. He said, God bearing witness also with signs, with wonders, various miracles, and the gifts of the Spirit. So the gospel of his grace produces signs. It produces wonders. It produces miracles. Right? Maybe along the line, I pray I can preach a little. Nelson, you know that kind of preaching where they follow, the keyboard they follow? Probably. Because most of these guys preach like that and everywhere just everybody's jumping here. But we can quietly teach like this and signs will take place. I was telling my brother, I said to him, all these testimonies you are hearing, people are sharing here, are better from hearing the gospel of grace. Hallelujah. So you didn't write that exam, you got a verse. You didn't write that exam. I will go and report you to the school authority. How can you not write exam and have a? It doesn't follow. Now, ah, wow. Let's go the wonder meal. So, understanding the grace of God. Amen. Of course, like you do in this house, this is a series about two. In fact, I've not finished. I'm still on it. And I've done two months already or so. So. <laughs> So, I just thought to share with you what we've been sharing. Um, and then, oh, bless God for that. Hallelujah. Now, why is it important to understand the gospel? I said the gospel has our package complete inside of it. Why is it important to understand the, grace of, the gospel of the grace of God? Because the Bible says that delivers inheritance as sons of God. 
um, Acts 20 and 32. Can we not, can we just stay one place and just preach this gospel? Where are we going? <laughs> one day I told myself, I will set a, a counter to know how many times we go up and down preaching the gospel. <laughs> Stand one place. Make camera catch you. You're giving the cameraman, cameraman job. You are going here. He's going there. Ah, ah, stay here. Hallelujah. Can I, can I be home? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Wait yourself. Ah, ah, now ah, you go here. They go there. Stay here. Ah, praise the Lord. So in Acts 20, 32, um, Paul said to them, and I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those that sanctified. So the word of his grace is the food for growth, is the food for building. The word of his grace is also what was referred to as the word of righteousness in Hebrews 5 and verse 12 to 14. It is that same word that he was encouraging in verse 12, that by this time you ought to be teachers, but you are needing someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And then you have come to need milk and not solid food. And then he began to say that there's a category of people who live or drink or eat milk alone. They call them babes. Hallelujah. He said, and babes are unskilled in the word of righteousness. Amen. So, just like you go to a normal institution and don't take me there again. So, just as you go to, like you go to a normal institution and there's an expectation. So, imagine now you gain admission and you go to the university to study a five-year course and then you are doing a 60 and a 70 year. Will your father not ask you a question? Likewise, also, in this kingdom, there is a time that is expected of you to be teachers. Why? Because that's what we are given as assignment. In Matthew 28 and verse 19, 19, 20, it says, go and teach. And then it goes to verse 20 and says, teaching. So you teach and you keep teaching. Now, if you are a babe, can you teach? You can't teach. So, we encourage that you grow in the word of his grace. Second Peter 3 and 18. Peter said, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at your name and say, grow in grace. Grow in grace. Hallelujah. Grow in what? In grace. Now, what does growing in grace does? Growing in grace helps us to fulfill Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him be, uh, thanks unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. I'm coming to thinking. Now, it, there's a level to which you grow in grace that God answers your thinking, your wishes. You just wish to have a thing. And he just answers. I mean, if, if you could detect the thoughts of the Pharisees, it should be able to dictate the thoughts of sons. The desires of sons. Right? Uh-huh. 
So, I was wishing, praise, praise, um, what is that first thing they called? Praise what? I want to give a praise report. So, I was wishing that I, no, I wasn't wishing. My wife was wishing for me. Usually, I don't wish things. I don't, I just tell God what I need. So, my wife was wishing that I have a new phone. So, I was wishing on my behalf. <laughs> so, I thought about it's okay, it would be nice to have a new phone. Okay, that's fine. I just left it there. I've not finished understanding the gospel of his grace, not to wish for a new phone. So, and here we go, a sister went to Jumia, screenshotted four phones, um, Samsung S something, S8, S10. You can start Googling them to find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> so she screenshotted four of them. The least of them is 125,000. The highest is 333,000. That brother is looking at me with his mouth open. So he's beginning to wonder, I hope you did not make a mistake and not take one. However, so the sister screenshotted these four phones. So the list is 125,000. There's 130, 131, and then there's 333. So I told myself, if I'm this sister, I will remove that 333,000. The gap is too much. 125, 333. Check them now. You remove that one. Leave the other three, that is 125, 130. Hey, difference is not much. So I was not asking myself, if I pick this 333 now, this is tag will pay. Then I will now carry 333,000 phone in my pocket. The phone go change your movements. They will ask the pastor, is everything okay? I say, yes. Everything is okay. Hallelujah. But before then, I was wishing to have a, PA, a mobile PA system that is not as expensive as any of these phones. I just wished to have one. To just, you know that kind of thing. If you just reach one area, see crowd, just one, just share the gospel. You just open your boots, bring it out, set it, just go and apologize then. Say, sorry, I don't make noise. Because we have plenty, I just want to use this sound system. If not, I'll just come and talk to you one one, but no time. Make I just use this public. <laughs> Is there a gate fee? Did they charge gate fee for this comedy session? If one one thousand naira, that's money. Hallelujah. So, I wish to have that. So, I candidly, I took time to re- reply to the sister, make sure for no vex. I now said, sister, I have picked the phone that I want. So, I, me too, I went to Jumia, looked out for the PA system, and it was, I saw 80 something, 120, 150. Even me said, fear no, allow me pick 150 or 120. So I went for 83. Very humble me like this. So I took the picture, took the link, and then quietly crafted, scripted my reply. Sister, I thank you so much. 
ah, for these phones. I have chosen the one I want. I hope you will honor my request. Please find that ash. This PA system of mine that will help me reach more souls with the gospel. Please kindly honor my request. And then she didn't reply that day. So I thought, hey, father, what have I done? So, so the next day, I, she said, okay. I said, hey. Then the next day after that, Jumia started calling me. I said, hey. She honored my request. Hallelujah. Now, what am I trying to say? You get to a point where in your walk, in understanding the grace of God, where even your thoughts are respected by the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. But you also also have to, as, as you grow as a son, delight yourself in what the Lord delights himself in. Are you seeing that? So, what do I go gain now? So I carry 333,000 phone. They work out about. Even God will come into order. Come. Sit here. How much is the phone in your pocket? 333,000. Really? See me in my room. Okay, let's preach the gospel, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Understanding the grace of God. Amen. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Please write these things. I really want to caution that you write. You heard Paul saying, he goes home to listen to his message. Yes, I do that a lot also. In fact, there's a flash drive in my pocket. I'm planning to go to church this evening to harass the media guys. Give me my intellectual property. Spiritual property. So that I can hear and hear again. Hallelujah. So please do not take what you are hearing here for granted. But have a pen. Have a jotter. Have a... a, a a Bible. You can have a Bible on your phone. That's fantastic. But have a jotter. If you have a note in your phone or iPad, fantastic. But make sure you write these things. If you are not writing them, if you are not taking notes, meet the media guys to give you the messages if they are still for free or they've started selling them. If they are selling, buy. If you don't have money, drop your shoes. Take the message. Go home with slippers. When you have money, you come and give them carry your shoes. That message will buy you 100 shoes later on in the future. Are you getting what we're saying? Glory to God. Amen. So he says there, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, say to your God, Isaiah 40 and verse 1, speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that our warfare is accomplished. Say warfare. That her iniquity is patterned for she had received of the Lord's hand double for all her sin. The voice of him that cried in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make straight desert highway for our God. Every valley, see every valley, every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low. These are messages so this you know, Paul talked to the Galatians about another gospel. 
there is this our own gospel that looks like it's valid now. It shall be exalted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the ones that look as if they are mountainous now, they will be brought low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. What will happen next? And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. So what is blocking the glory of the Lord from being revealed before now? What? What? What is blocking it now? It's English now. We read now. Hallelujah. And then all flesh shall see it how? One after the other. Together. So there is no ranking in the scene of the glory. Is that correct? For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So there is a promise of the revelation of the glory of the Lord. And then there is also a promise of all flesh seeing it together. Now this prophecy moved over to Luke chapter 3. Luke had this referred to it. Verse 4, Luke 3, 4. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah, the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough ways smooth. Verse 6. And all flesh shall see what? Has anything changed? What's changed? What's changed from the two scriptures? The scripture and then this gospel we read. What changed? What changed? All flesh shall see the salvation of the Lord. So the glory of the Lord is his salvation. Is his salvation. So glory is not something you figure out and think and imagine. Oh glory, oh glory. Dogs are glory. No. All flesh shall see the salvation of our God. So the glory of the Lord is his salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what's, what's the glory of the Lord? What is he coming to do? What is salvation coming to do? It says that when it's referred to that her iniquity is pardoned. That's what the glory of the Lord is coming to clear. It's coming to attend to. Right? And it says the glory of the Lord will come in form of salvation. Why? It's coming to deal with her iniquity. And then it says her iniquity is what? Pardoned. The word pardoned in Greek is the word used also for remission. Hallelujah. It's the word also for remission. Hallelujah. Yeah, sounds better. Even the the sound people couldn't note that I was stressing my voice to talk. I will, I, will, I will see Pap later in the office to change you people. So, so the salvation of the Lord is how our iniquity is pardoned. You see, I don't need to take it very close to my mouth. Speaking. That's how our iniquity is pardoned. Now, iniquity is the word remission. Right? It's also the word forgiveness. And it says that's how her warfare is accomplished. So the response to her iniquity is forgiveness. Did you see that? The response to her warfare is forgiveness. Is remission. Hallelujah. And then in Isaiah 59, the same Isaiah who talked about the crooked path, 
in 59 and verse 8, Isaiah 59 verse 8, it says, The way of peace they know not. And there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked parts. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. Verse 9, Therefore is judgment far from us. Neither does justice overtake us. We wait for light, but behold, obscurity. You know, this is, this is, it looks like a prophecy, but this is still a cry of some people in church. Hallelujah. You know, waiting for light and waiting for, to hear the message, the true gospel of the grace of God. And then they are not hearing it. Hallelujah. For brightness, but we walk in darkness. What is the solution of this situation? Verse 16. Verse 16 said, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no what? Intercessor. In other words, the solution to their own problem and their own cry couldn't have been able to come from them. That's what grace is. Aha. Are you seeing that? So grace responded. He said, I saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. The word intercessor in the New Testament is the same word mediator which Jesus took for us. Therefore, his harm. Somebody say his harm. Say his harm. So it was not the crying of those people that brought them salvation. It wasn't the fasting of those people that brought them salvation. It wasn't the giving of those people that brought them salvation. His harm brought salvation unto him. Now, why is he excluding these people in this conversation? He said his arm brought salvation unto him. So the people didn't exist for themselves. The people existed in him. So when God was talking to himself, he was talking to, it was this people's case he was talking about, but he was talking as if he was talking to himself. Can you just stop talking to yourself as if you're yourself and by yourself, with yourself? Come on, you are in God. First Corinthians 1 and verse 30. But of him are we in Christ. Amen. Salvation is not your idea. It's God's idea. Are you seeing that? And his righteousness, it sustained him. Hello. It is with these guys who are crying and they are, the path is crooked. They are not finding way. Yet God is responding to them and was referring to himself. Himself. So these guys who think they are by themselves, apart from themselves, with themselves, trying to figure out themselves, didn't know that they are in God. So God figured them out. 17 says, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and an element of salvation upon his herd. And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing. Now when you hear vengeance, anytime we see we hear vengeance in the scriptures, you begin to think about all your enemy. Abi. Abi. So they, he puts on the garment of vengeance here for clothing, not because of your enemies, human face enemies, but because of his own enemies. And funny enough, unfortunately enough, some human faces have entered the category of the enemies of God. They are not supposed to be there. God has one enemy, the devil. But some human faces, by their doctrines, 
have pushed themselves into where they become. So Paul was saying that there are these guys who have become the enemies of the cross. And he says, I'm referring, I'm talking about them now and I'm even crying because of what they've become over time. So here comes the revelation of the glory of the Lord. Let's, here comes the revelation of the salvation of the Lord. John chapter 1 and verse 14. And the word, the glory of the Lord, the promise of the glory of the Lord and the salvation of our God became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. So you can actually say, and we beheld his salvation and the glory of our of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? And truth. So the glory of the Lord and the salvation of our God is a person. Correct? In fact, Romans 1, Paul told the Romans, as he opened this later in verse 1, chapter 1, he opens verse 1 to 2, and he began to talk about the promise which he made to the Father. And then in verse 3, he talked about, he called it the gospel of God. The gospel of God. So, first of all, I taught them that the gospel is not, first of all, as we hear it now, the gospel of Christ. It is, first of all, the gospel of God. So, it is the good news of God. But what is the good news of God? Verse 3, consigning his son. What's the good news of God? His son. What is the good news of God? His son. Consigning his son. So the glory of the Lord and the salvation of our God was revealed and he came dripping with grace and truth. Dripping with grace and truth. God's answer to iniquity and sins like we saw in, 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 in the prophets was his son. Was grace and was truth. So grace uh, was what brought salvation. Say Grace was what brought salvation. How do I know that? Titus chapter 2 and 11. Titus 2 and 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to how many men? So can you see when it says and all flesh we see the salvation of our God. So the grace of God shows up and then brings salvation to all flesh. So the grace of God appeared to all flesh in a bodily form. And the grace of God brought salvation with it. Now, thank God I chose to speak on this because two people have read the scripture and made reference to 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 10, which is on this salvation we are discussing. So Peter therefore wrote and said, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the what? What did they prophesy about? That we every force is <laughs> who prophesied of the grace that should come unto. Okay, I didn't say you. The one I want to pull my suit now. Nah. It just came from under. Of which salvation the prophet has inquired and searched diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that should come to who? So if you, if we are wise, what should we be looking into? If the prophet prophesied of the grace that should come to us, 
If we are wise, what should we be about? What should we be studying? What should we be preaching? What should we be talking about? What should we have in our small group discussion? Grace. That's what was prophesied that will come to us. Paul also said in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 2 that the dispensation of this grace was given to him for us. So I told them in church, if I was given an iPhone 7 or 8 or 9, which one is latest? iPhone no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so I was given that phone, 10X Max. 10S Max, okay. I was given that phone, uh, Nelson. Don't mind this, you're laughing too much. I was given that phone to give to you, brother. And then, because we're ignorant of what sort of phone I was given to give to you, I get a journey that looks like bodily, like the phone. And then I shows up and say, congratulations, man. You just got yourself a new phone. So I gave it to you and they, ah, I've been, ah, man, I've been trusting God for a new phone. Oh, man, thank you, man. You know, and then you go. And then sometime later on, you discovered that that wasn't the phone that was meant for you. That I gave you, there was something higher that was for you. What will you do, brother? This fine boy with the form now, you go drop on for outside. You go first pull my suit so that I can give you your phone. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. However, so that's how. So when you discover the gospel of his grace, that's how you should respond to it. I've been cheated all these years. I've been spoiled all these years. So, are you here? So Paul, Peter said, this is what should come to you. This is what was prophesied. And then, of course, he said they were searching what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them was signifying and testifying before I was suffering, blah, blah, blah. Verse 12 says, unto me it was revealed not just for their sake, but for us, unto us. They were speaking. Um, of course, he talked about things which angels desire to link you to. Now, it, wisdom demand that if you read this text, one thing has been defined that was, was prophesied about you, which is the grace of God. Secondly, the things that angels desire to look into. Ah, my life must be about it all. It must be about it. Then Paul now shows up and says, I was given this stewardship, this dispensation for you. What am I looking for again? So I, I charge you this morning. Stop looking for everything. Look for one thing. Understand the gospel of his grace. Understand the gospel of his grace. Let me shift from this plenty thing I wrote. So in Titus chapter 3, now he told us the grace of God brought salvation. And then Peter told us this was what was prophesied. And then I told you, Paul said this was what was given to him for us. So in Titus 3, Titus 3 and then verse 4, says that the, the kindness, but after the kindness, so this is the definition of what grace is. Follow through. This is the definition of what grace is. But after that, the kindness and the love of God as Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By washing of regeneration and renewing of the Spirit. Verse 
which he shed upon us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Uh huh. Verse, look at verse 7. My, my attention is in verse 7. That being justified by his grace, we should be made what? Say, I'm an heir of God. Say, I'm a son of God. So, we have established that grace brought salvation. And the definition of grace is God's kindness and his love towards us. All men, actually. And then, he says to us now that grace justified us. And then, grace made us hair. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. So this is how we arrive at being sons. So Paul began to warn or deal with the Hebrews. As he began to tell them that anybody who has tasted it and heard this and still goes around to do some certain things he mentioned. Hebrews 10.28 He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Verse 29 Of how much Sorrow punishment. Suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who had trampled under foot the Son of God or had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and holy thing and had done despite. No use my translation, use NKJV. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. NKJV says insulted. See there. And insulted the spirit of grace. So he's saying how much can we figure out what punishments should they give this kind of person? Hallelujah. Do you know now this case is talking about somebody who really have tasted and then you know falling out of grace. Now to fall from grace I'm sure you must have been taught. To fall from grace and to fall from grace is to fall into what? Into sin. Into works. Into works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, but surprisingly, Paul was referring to this particular person here, like the Hebrews was talking to the Hebrews. The Hebrews are the law guys, are the works guys, right? And then he was challenging them that if you have tasted this, if you have you know, experience this spirit of grace and they are wanting to go back to the law, that means these are the certain things you have done. You are trying to insult. You are trying to trample on their feet, the son of God. And you are trying to de- abuse the spirit, the, the blood of the covenant and then of course insult the spirit of grace. Verse 10 says, for we know him that had said. Now, this is why we guard jealously this message. This is why we don't expose just our, our people to just anybody. Are we together? Aha. So, he said, for we know him that has said vengeance. You said we read, we read vengeance, vengeance in, in Isaiah, right? You remember we read vengeance? See vengeance again. For we know him that has said vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, say the Lord, and again the Lord shall judge who? So, can you see that it's God and his people? This is, vengeance was used in the context between God and his people, not God and Satan. Did you see that? 
What is bringing the quarrel? They insulted the spirit of grace. Because grace is all that God got. Are you seeing that? The blood that Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary was all that God had to offer us. Now, if you offer that and somebody is saying, you know, try, this one no reach. Vengeance is on his way. Not vengeance against Satan now. God's people. Then somehow in verse 31, we quote, oh, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God because your neighbor is looking for your trouble. You now quote that scripture. Hello, it is not your neighbor. God and his people are dealing. They quoted, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hand of the living God. In a family, <laughs> in a family meeting between God and his people. Are you seeing that? Why was it this harsh? Because the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, God not used until they play. No be joke. Are you getting what we're saying? No be joke. So learn these things. Know these things. So in chapter 2 of Hebrews verse 1, Paul started cautioning them, like I will caution you today. He said, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Lest we do what? Lest we do what? We drift away. For the word spoken to spoken by angels were steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which are the first now. The Bible talks about in the other um, verse we read that once you have two or three witnesses, if you break Moses' law, you are killed. Now, here also we have three witnesses to the gospel of his grace. Three witnesses to the great salvation that is brought to us. So in verse 3 says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first, so who is the first witness? Who is the first witness? Began to be spoken by who? Witness number one. And was confirmed unto us by them that witness number two. Verse four, God also Bearing them, how many people is bearing witness to the salvation? How many people is bearing witness to the gospel of his grace? Jesus himself, those who heard him, the prophets and apostles, and then God himself. The Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is, I say to you in this house, the gospel of grace is an established matter. Established matter. Let's do ourselves a favor and service to know it, to learn it, to understand it. So God, through the prophet Jeremiah, began to warn and to speak in Jeremiah 9 and 23. Let him that glory, let him that is wise not glory in his wisdom, let him that is rich not glory in his riches, let him that is not glory in that. Verse 25, 24, sorry. But let him that glory why am I looking backward? But let him that glory is glory in this, that he and that I am what? Exercising and and those three things are grace in one. 
grace. So you should understand and know God in accordance to his grace. What he has done. Hallelujah. On the cross of Jesus Christ. He said in this do I what? For in these, what is these? Loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness. Now when you hear judgment, no fear, no before you. In John 16, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will do three things. One of those things is judgment. Judgment for who? The prince of this world has been judged. Hallelujah. Now, not only the prince now, like I said earlier on, the prince of this world and every other person, whether it's a preacher, whether it's an angel, that insults the blood of the covenant by preaching that you must do X, Y, Z to add to the blood for it to be effective. Actually, those are the enemies of God in human form. The enemies of God that is spirit is the devil. But the ones that is the enemies of God in human form are the enemies of his cross. The enemies of his cross. So John began to warn. He said, test every spirit. He said, this is how you know the spirit that is of God. The one that confesses that Jesus Christ came in the flesh is the spirit that is of God. What does the implication? What's the implication of Jesus Christ coming in the flesh? You might not understand quickly. What's the implication? Because if Jesus didn't come, actually it's not Jesus that came in the flesh. It was God that came in the flesh. First Timothy 3.16 Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. God showed up in the flesh. Are you hearing what we're saying? Now, why did God show up in the flesh? Romans 8 and verse 4. The Bible says that he might condemn sin in the flesh. 1 John 3 verse 5. That he might take sin away. Are you seeing that? For ye know that it was manifested that he, he, he he should take sin away. And in him is no sin. The reason God came in the flesh is to condemn sin in the flesh. In Hebrews 2 and 14, or thereabouts, is it 2, 14? The Bible says, since his brethren were of flesh and blood, he also came in the likeness of his brethren that he might deal with him that had the power of death, even the devil. Are you seeing that? So now you know, why did Jesus come in, why did God come in the flesh? To deal, to condemn sin in the flesh. Since sin has a power limited to where? The flesh. So G. John says, every spirit that confesses. You know, that's why some religion has a challenge of accepting or acknowledging Jesus as the Son of God. You know those religion now. So they say to you, how can Jesus be the Son of God? So the explanation they give is that if you say Jesus is the son of God, you are saying that God slept with a woman and then gave birth. Shallow. Shallow. Are you seeing that? 
They said, if you say Jesus is one of the prophets, we will agree. But that is a son of God, impossible. That is the spirit that John was warning. That is not of Christ. So the whole of, I don't want to mention the religion, but there are plenty of them. Put them all together. They need the gospel. That's why you and I have given the ministry of reconciliation. Are you getting us? So we have three witnesses there establishing the gospel of grace. So this gospel carries sign, like I told earlier on. God bears witness to the message of his grace. This gospel carries signs, wonders, and various miracles are the gift of the Spirit. This gospel is not less superior. I say this gospel is not less superior. Some people within my small, my fold, have tried to suggest to me, Pastor, stylishly, Pastor, I'm just, you know, this, the level of education of these uh, people are not very... So I'm just thinking if you can, you know, bring down your, your, the message, just bring it down, simplify. How do you simplify the gospel of grace? No, be English at this speak. Am I speaking French? So he said, I'm just wondering if you can simplify, if you can bring down. You know what I did? Thank God I have two services on Sunday. I said to the brother, you know what? This is because the education is low, have you? How many people go to school in the time of Jesus Christ? How many go? Peter, John, James, Thomas. Did they go to school? Fishermen. But they understood the gospel of his grace. So I said to the brother, brother, you know what? I didn't tell him what I was going to decide. So I said, okay. So I went to him and said, okay, you'll be preaching on Sunday in, the, in that service. Make I focus on this other service. So I focused in the evening service. So the brother, please, <laughs> next Sunday you preach on, on Sunday, the morning service. Uh, simplify the message. He didn't know that that was what formed the decision. He did one Sunday. I sat in the service, so I would sit and hear, okay, okay. When, after that Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, I would send another message. Brother, you still preach on Sunday. I focus on the evening service. Teaching the gospel of his grace. Hallelujah. No, no. I, I've, I've tried to go to find something else. I know see. I've been teaching, teaching many things before. So now I can't find the real thing. You say make I simplify them. By stylistically saying, Pastor, try and teach something. Try and teach how to be a faithful member of the church. How to be. I know. I know fits understand if you understand this gospel everything else that everybody is wanting you to do you will do it with ease are you getting us in fact paul said that this is what the ministry is about acts 2024 20, acts 2024 20, but none of these things move me neither count i my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry, say the ministry, which I have received of who? Of who? What is the ministry, therefore? Ministry simplified. You can have the best sound in the world, 
have the best music in the world, have nice looking guys like this, my brother. Maybe I'll just export you from here as I'm going. Pav will borrow you, borrow me you, borrow you. Nelson, just imagine if this guy wears suit now. Suit, tie, everything. Come put ear ball, ear this thing. Into the answer call. Pastor is coming, pastor is coming, on the air condition, on the air condition. Pastor is coming, he has finished preaching. But you know, those protocol officer. <laughs> See activity. People will know they hear message, but church, the phone pastor is coming. They say, they say, uh, Omega one, Omega one. Pastor has finished preaching on the air condition, on the air condition. He will soon come out. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is the definition of the ministry? To testify the gospel of the grace of God. Simple. Simple. Now, when I found out this two years ago, even the pastor had to start learning the gospel. Now they learn, now they catch the light, now they share them. Somebody say, make I come simplify them. I will start your branch for you. Are you getting what I Ah, What is it? Are we here? This is what the prophet has been talking about. This is what Paul said he was given to for us. So why should we leave this now and begin to talk about something else? Are we together? We preach the gospel here. Amen. So I showed you earlier on what the grace of God is. So that I can look at the grace of God in reality. Because when we talk about the grace like this, they read only scripture. Now go face in only Bible they talk. It has implication in reality. Somebody did not write exam and had an A. That's the grace of God. And Paul, Titus 3, 4, defined it in clear terms. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior towards man appeared. So the grace of God is the appearance of God's kindness and love towards us. Amen. Now, when the kindness of the love of God and, 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 the, and the kindness and the love of God appeared to a man, what did he appear to do? Hebrews 9.26b. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What did he appear again to do? 1 John 3.5. And ye know that he was manifested. The word manifested is also appeared. To take away our sin. And in him is no sin. Hebrews 2, 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death. Now, when you hear who was made a little lower than the angels, what is he saying? He took upon himself flesh and blood. Understand? That's what the Bible is saying. Angels are spirits. So when he, took, when he was made lead to than the angel, simply saying, he took upon himself flesh and blood. He Philippians 2, 8 and 9 also bears reference to it. He was made in the form, in the likeness, in the fashion as a man. And when he found himself in that fashion, he humbled himself to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So when he was made, why was he made that? 
for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. And back to Hebrews 2 and 9. That he, by the grace of God, might taste death to everyone. That's what the grace, the kindness, and the love of God appear to do. And then, I've, I just showed you Philippians now. Romans 8 and verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son. This is the reasons why Jesus came in the flesh, why God came in the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. Did what to sin? Condemned sin in the flesh. Some other scriptures on his, uh, his kindness. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, where he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ by grace. By grace, by grace, six, and had raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. Are you seeing that? In his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that is not your idea. It's not of yourself. Fast from now to December, you can't generate it. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. First John 4, 9. In this is the love of God. In this the love of God was manifested towards us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be propitiation. Do you know what that means? Propitiation, the word propitiation carries the basic idea of appeasement or satisfaction. Specifically toward God. It is a two-part act, two-part act that involves appeasing the wrath of an offended person and being reconciled to him. So not only did the sacrifice of Jesus appease God, who is offended by sin, but also reconciled us with God. Two things accomplished in one. I used to say it. There might be some people. I know almost everybody might fall into that category except some. Like myself. <laughs> there might be some people who you, were, you had a good rapport. You were friends. You were, in fact, you don't go out without the person. You don't take any decision without the person. All of a sudden, something now happened that caused a quarrel between the two of you. Now, the thing drag, drag until somebody who is also close to the two of you. Now, started making them, trying to see how two of you can make amendments. No matter how they make the amendment, eh? That sweetie going at the sweet in the past. You know, go be like, original, two of us. Am I, do I have witnesses? Yeah. Eh? Except you are a true body gay Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, it means that, it means that, they got, they got the two of you to, to, to pipe down on the offense. 
Oh, he did that to me, I did that to him. They got the two of you to drop that a little bit. But they couldn't get the two of you to be properly reconciled. But the blood of Jesus did both for us. Are you here? So Romans 5 and 8. But God commended his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved. So the gospel of Christ is the gospel of the grace of God. Is how he has shown to us and the whole world the riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ. What he has made us together with him and in him. So let's do grace in reality. Say grace, grace. in reality. Grace. Now, when I'm they use grace in reality, just for I'm coming to human level, there's nothing like grace in reality. Grace alone is reality. I'm trying to calm down. Are you getting So I'm trying to say in the implication of grace in your everyday life. So let's do two, two examples. There's this example, you know, Jonathan David and the Mephibosheth story, so that I can spare you the long readings. You know the story. So here, Jonathan and David had this covenant relationship. And then Saul is angry and is about taking David's life. And so the, David said to Jonathan, go meet your father, check his temperature, check his temperament. If he's angry, do this kind of sign in the field. I will know he's angry and run for my life. If his temperature is normal, do this sign in the field. I will know. And then I can come inside. So the one that David received was that <laughs> the guy in the back, so <laughs> take up for your life. So David, before David left, let me read one or two verses for you. I'm talking about 1 Samuel 20. Oh, glory to God. 1 Samuel and 20. Okay, so before David took off, he had Jonathan, sorry, before Jonathan, they, 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 had, they had a covenant, verse 12. Um, are you here? Okay. So verse 12 says, And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about tomorrow anytime or the third day and behold if there be good toward David and I send and then send not unto thee and show it thee the Lord do so much more to Jonathan but if it please my father to do thee evil then I will show it to thee and send thee away that thou mayest go in peace and the Lord be with thee and he had been with my father, as he has been with my father. Verse 14. And thou shalt not only while yet I live, show me what? Show me what? So Jonathan is telling David, because Jonathan has recognized that this is the real king. My father, his time is short. So Jonathan began to negotiate for his future. And thou shalt not only while yet I live, show me the kindness of the Lord, 
that I die not, but also thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord had cut off the enemies of David, everyone from the face of the earth. 17, and Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Now go to chapter 2 and verse 9. So you have the background, right? You have that background. So here we are. God has cut all the enemies of David off the earth. And David now had peace. And David said, Is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for whose sake? For whose sake? And there was of the house of Saul. Let me leave the detail for you. Um, verse 3. And the king said, Is there yet any in the house of Saul that I may show? Now take notes. Verse 3 now says, Show the kindness of God. Not the kindness of David. The kindness of God unto him. And Ziba said to the king, Jonathan had yet a son which is lame on his feet. Now, they added which is lame on his feet for deliberately because it is the king that is summoning you. They check your physical uh, because you are coming to the king and then all of that. So, being lame on the feet would have disqualified the guy. But because it's the kindness of God, that they want to show him. The kindness of God, which is grace, bypass his shortcomings and still sent for him. Are you getting that? Is it getting interesting? Okay, here comes Mephibosheth. Um, ten, verse 5. Then the king sent and fetched him out of the house of Marka, the son of, pronounce that in, from Lodebar. Verse 6. Now, <laughs> now when Mephibosheth, now Hebrew, if I ask them, if I ask David now, pronounce my name, you go feel pronounce <laughs> Verse 6. Like that sister's name. Sister, be very honest with me. What is your name? They were putting T, T, T to your name. They didn't allow me to understand what your name is. You will tell me later. Verse 6, now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, pay attention, this is the interesting part. The son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, um, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, behold thy servant. And David said unto him, fear not. The first thing grace says to you is Fear not, come boldly to the throne of grace. For I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan, thy father's sake. Arado ila turahita. I will surely show you kindness for Jesus, my son's sake. Adade borote. Now, let's watch kindness. Let's watch grace in display, physically. Uh, 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 
for, for, for thy father's sake, and we restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. I thought Jonathan was the immediate father and not Saul was the grandfather. Right? Now, grace is restoring. First of all, the guy had no clue what land the father had, how much more what land the grandfather had. Now, he's somewhere in Lodebar, according to scholars, it says he's somewhere, he's somewhere obscure, low place, a place of low economy, no activity. That's where the guy was picked from. Now, in less than 24 hours, they are handing over sea of O. His grandfather was the king, Saul. So imagine how much land the king has that is now being transferred to Mephibosheth as a result of a showing of the kindness of God. Are you still here? And then that was the first display of God's kindness to the young man. And he says, I will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. He didn't stop there. And thou shalt eat bread at my table. How much times? So, fasting lands, landed property. Um, futuristic investment. Just people buy land and they call it future investment and investment in the future. This guy saved nothing. Had no savings account. Had no bank account. Had no future plan. Had no children plan. Had no, uh, you know, they want bank on and say, save for your child. You know, they, you don't understand this nature of this world so that when you die, grace covers for my children. Oh, glory to God. You will see it that after they gave him this whole thing, then they stylishly mentioned somewhere, Mephibosheth also had a son. So grace didn't only cover Mephibosheth. He passed Mephibosheth and covered his son. Without a plan, a future children plan. Am I saying you should not save for your children? No, save. So, first thing, all the land of Saul restored. Second, he will eat at the king's table. I call that perpetual meal plan. Perpetual meal plan. Imagine the way you are now. Nelson. No, you are too... This guy, young pastor, you, you, are you younger than him? <laughs> Imagine where this guy is now. They told him, from now on, eat at Crunchy's Plus till you die. Or you know like Crunchy's Plus? That's it. morning food. You go to Crunchy's. As you just go, just sit down. They will look at your face. Oh, okay, you are the one. They give you breakfast. You eat and go. Lunch, you come back. They look, oh, you are back. They give you lunch. You go. Dinner, you come back. You eat, you go. That's your daily pattern. All the girls go queue behind you. Brother, take us to the place. That's what grace did for Mephibosheth. Let's follow through. Grace has implication in our everyday living. And he bowed himself, verse 8, and said... What is thy servant in the form of humility? That thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog. You know, he don't call himself name. Dead dog as I am. Thank God, say no be us. 
Oh, wretched. Forming humility. Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all, say all, all that pertain to life and godliness. Zadela Baradokotia. I have given to thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons. The, the guy will quietly go bring Mephibosheth from low Deba. Is now being made a servant to the person he helped to bring to the king. Not only did they make him the servant, they made his children to serve with him. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. I thought he was eating on the king's table continually. Now I know rich am. That's, that's what grace does. That's what grace does. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread. They, they, they emphasize it. They repeated it for emphasis. Shall eat bread how many times? Always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Put it together. How many with that? 35. So the man, we are talking about in one hour, in one day. One day. This is all of this is happening in one day. That's what grace does to you one day. In one day, that same day that you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in thy heart, that one day, grace handed over the lands belonging to God to you. I thought by now you should be getting ready to preach with me. Are you listening to what we are saying? Hey! Are you still here? So the servants are in order now. And then the king went on in verse 11. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king had commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, repeat, they are repeating it again. He shall eat at my table as one of the king's son. Amen of God joined her with Jesus. That's what the king was saying. As for Mephibosheth, he will eat at my table as one. Not as one of the servants, but as one of the king's son. They said it three times for emphasis so that you know that your food eternally is secured. So that you know you need no hunger anymore. My food is secured forever. I shall not want David said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. I shall not. Hallelujah. Let's wrap this up. Verse 12. And Mephibosheth had a young son. They don't tell us that one before. They don't tell us that one before. And Mephibosheth had a young son 
whose name was Micah, and all that dwelt in his house of Zeba were servant unto Mephibosheth 13. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem. His physical location has been changed. He was brought from Lodebar. Now he lives in Jerusalem. He was living in Lodebar. His physical location changed. Not because he knew a man. But because grace found him. Not because he knew the governor. But because grace found him. Not because he knew a commissioner. But because grace found him. He was living in Lodebar. Now he lives in Jerusalem. The capital city of Israel. That's where all the land was given to him. He eats on the king's table perpetually. I don't know who I'm talking about. In one day, grace restored all. In one day, it is not today that it was restored. It was that day that he lifted up your hands and said to Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and personal Savior. That very day, in case you didn't know, this is what took place in Psalm 24 verse 1. The Bible told us what our king has. The Bible told us what our father has. The earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. That was all the land that was restored to you. That was all the land that was restored to you. Because the king had to show you favor. Are you see here? The Bible says the king restored all the land of his grandfather to him. In case you don't know what your father has. Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein the day we confess Jesus as Lord the earth was given to me the day I confess him as Lord the people the world and the people that dwell therein were given to me so if I need any help I just lift up my voice and come and help Help! Help! Help come! Help come! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Recently, some last last month or two months ago, I said to my people on WhatsApp, I said to them, I sense that some of us will be earning money in foreign currency. I was first to earn in foreign currency. I said it to them. My heart was to them. Me, as I did now, so if God give me, no give me. It's okay for me. As long as I'm a son, don't take sonship away from me. So I said to them on the WhatsApp group, get ready. Some of you will be earning in foreign currency. Not too long from now. Few days after, I got a call. Oh, Pastor Go. We are opening the campaign office. Please, we want you to come and pray. One of the senators, senator's wife. So I wasn't told until that morning. So I hurriedly, you know, we had a smooth relationship going. So I went there, did my normal prayer, and I was about leaving myself and my wife, about taking our leave out of the place. One of the, com- the commissioner for health was there. So the senator's wife gave him, gave her an envelope and said, please give. Oh, he said, please let me come as well go. So I went and meet her. Ah, where am I? I was carrying my child's uh, 
my child's uh, baby bag. So he just slipped in a flat envelope inside. In my mind, this mind that is always thinking in Naira. In my mind, as I saw the flatness of the envelope, so I thought this flatness should not be more than 5,000 Naira because the flatness was flat. So, so we got into the car and I said to my wife, please check baby's bag. There's an envelope there. And then my wife opened the envelope. He said, honey. I said, what? He said, honey. I said, what? He said, honey. I said, what? Tell me something, honey. Tell me something, honey. He said, I have inside the envelope $200. I said, say it again. He said, I have inside the envelope $200. Say it again. Grace. Say grace. Say grace. Say grace. So I told my people they would end in dollars. Grace said, end it first. And for praying, for leading a people for 20 minutes of prayer, I was paid 75,000 naira for leading, not paid, given. 75,000 naira. Some people work for that in a month. It was given to me in 20 minutes. Only grace can do that. The other day, my car was smoking. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am your son. I need a new engine. Send it fast. My kids were in the car. So they got used to me confessing in the car that my new engine is coming. Somebody, a sister, God bless the heart of a sister. Asha, sisters. Sisters. If you're a brother, you're not sitting next to a sister, find a sister and sit next to you. So, so the sister called and said, Pastor, I'm thinking. I said, Think. I'm thinking that you should change your car engine. I said, That thought is a, a born again thought. He said, Okay, I'm expecting something next week. Just give me time. I said, Fantastic. I sat down in my house. Alert. Some are alert. That's how 200,000 hit my can. Boop. You say, Pastor, ah, this guy, you are bad. Sister said, Pastor, that's your engine. Change it. And that's how the car engine was changed. What can I tell you? I moved into an apartment two years ago. The person living there was paying a hundred thousand above what I'm paying. Then they, you know, when you are moving into a place, the rent should be increasing. My own came down. Nobody say I will. I just said the woman just looked me say I like your face. No, I said to my wife, honey, let's decide. We know what these people are paying. Let's decide what we want to pay. So we decided. I said, okay, we decided. Father, we have decided to pay this rent in this house. 
almost changed my mind not to even go to the house. So I called the landlady. I said, Mama, I said, Pastor, yes. I said, Mama, God bless you. Say, yeah, Pastor, yeah, yeah. I said, Mama, I have a favor. I, have a, I need a favor from you. This is what we want to pay in this house. He said, Ah, Pastor. Did you find out what the former tenant was paying? I said, Yes, Mama, I found out. I said, But Mama, this is what we want to pay. He said, Oh, Pastor. Just give me some minute. Let me talk to my husband. I said, Okay. Mama went on and talked to her husband. And they came back and said, Pastor, you know what? Don't pay what you met on ground. But we would also take what you are offering us. We will meet at the center. Meeting at the center cut off a hundred thousand for me. Are you still here? Say grace. Say grace. My wife is a development worker. And because we got married, you know, newly and all of that, 2011, and then I didn't want her to, we didn't want to go apart, so we stayed in this town, job wasn't coming like we should, so one day I discovered that I'm a son of God, and then the Holy Spirit showed me some certain things, I said, okay, fantastic, showed me some, how you, there's a way, there's a, there's a, a praying in tongues that you can, fo- you can focus on a thing, and pray in tongues towards that thing. And then the Holy Spirit goes to work on that matter and bring it to pass. So it showed me and then I practiced it. Work came. Long story short, that work, you know, if you're NGO now, projects will start, project will end. So project ended somewhere July last year. So they did an application for another funding. That one came. It had to be McCordy. So I said, why not? Go, honey. Let's go. So she went. So we're apart. She came back in December. We're having Christmas. Da, 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 da. So I, I said to her, I said, I want you to change your colleagues. You've been working with the same set of people and their, their mentality. I don't like them. Let's change your colleagues. Hallelujah. And then that's how she was called. She was called while others were still at home waiting for extension of project, blah, blah, blah. She was called for a job that she applied for. Now, that job she applied for, or the position she applied for, her colleague in the McCordy project was the one holding that position in that organization before she traveled outside the country to give birth. Now, how can God, even the owners of the organization will not believe that this applicants coming in for interview would have known this other lady that was holding the position that has gone and brought to give birth. It, it, I mean, they couldn't imagine. But guess what? My wife's colleagues, her former sister, was the one holding the position. And then my wife is being called for interview for the same position. I don't know if you understand it. So my wife quickly told, remember that, ah, this is this sister's, um, this is my colleague's sister's position. So my wife quickly told her, that, ah, they called me for this position. No? So, long story short, she quickly linked her younger sister with my wife to tell her 
What question should I expect in the interview? You don't get that yet. You are being interviewed for somebody's position that you know. Without the knowledge of the organization. So she downloaded material and gave her read and go and pass. She went for the interview. Long story short, she passed. Was given the job first. She was hurried to resume. She had to beg, give me time, give me a week or two. Now the project was a for the contract project ending in June. Now everything I'm telling you is grace. Now she has not done up to two months. The program manager is calling her for a meeting and asking, We have sat down together, we're impressed with your performance. We want to extend your in fact, we want you to choose. Do you want to work part-time, full-time, or consultancy indefinitely? Now, to tell you that it's grace, my wife will call and say, only pray, pray for me. I don't know why I'm not too confident. I say, don't worry, we are not sufficient of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of God. Grace got us covered. After a sign or a show of lack of confidence, grace just comes over. One new testimony springs up. Are you still here? Are you here? So, in reality, grace delivered all the land. Grace kept the man on the king's table. Eats continually. That's why he rose us up together and made us sit together so that food matter will be settled once and for all. Eat what Jesus is eating. Now, the 35 people that were made servants, Hebrews 1, 7, Hebrews 1, 7, Hebrews 1, 14, he made his angels ministering spirits that they may minister for all who are heirs of salvation by inheritance. He granted. In fact, you know what shocked me? He says, one guy came to ask, but the Bible says, and he divided he them. One person came to ask, but the father divided his property to two people. So, the guy who asked and had a sonship sense took his and went on. The one who religion blocked his sonship mindset, blocked his sonship consciousness, was laboring in the field and could not ask for one thing because he thought he would work for everything. I used to ask them, how many of you had fathers who worked for 12 years and brought a deep freezer to the house? At what generation am I in? How many of you had neighbors who worked for 10 years? You no know, long years, long service, something, something. Then they give them freezer, give them fridge. Una they laugh, not true. Una no, no. Ah, not true now. Like this Lafarge and all those things. They, you work for 10 years, they'll give you freezer, give you something long service award. That's what they call it. That's what the senior son. Now, the 
younger and the senior represented grace and the law. The law says walk. Don't even ask. Just keep walking. When we look at you and think you have walked enough, we'll give you something. So, here comes the senior one saying, I'm angry with you. This your son has gone, squandered all, came back, and you're throwing party. He says, no, this guy was lost and is found. This guy was dead and is now alive, so we're making merry. He said, I've been walking. Tell him, keep walking. I've been walking and you have not even given me a kid. Is that true? The Bible said when the younger son asked, the father divided them both. So he has always had, but religion cheated him. Are you seeing that? When the son came back, the very first thing the father could do was to clothe him, restore him back into his righteousness status. So that before he could think of even judging him, he found his own righteousness inside his son's righteousness, inside his son. Restored his sonship signature. Now the Bible says Esther, after fasting, put on his robe and entered into the king's presence. That's righteousness. Are you here? Are you here? Not only are you a son of God, you were justified and declared righteous before you ever made a son. So you are not an illegal, unrighteous son. You know, some people call their children and say that's a black sheep in the family. We don't have any black sheep. You are in the family, but a black sheep. We don't get one like that. As long as you made it to the family, you are righteous. So, you know what righteousness does for you? You ask anything, and God doesn't check it before he gives it to you. Are you here? You ask for anything, and he doesn't check it. Or check you out to see if you are So I don't know what we are in different phases of our life. I don't know what is it you need. But if you ask, it will be given to you. Are you here? So this is what grace has done. So I urge you, stick with the message of grace. Learn it. Understand it. Comprehend it. If I give us Colossians 1.6, if we have amplified Sorry, big brother, I've exceeded my time, I think so. Colossians 1 6. Aha. See, now you remember Paul told us the prophesied about the grace which will come to you. So he said, Which has come to you, that grace, as it has also in all the world, and is bringing forth fruit, as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God. Seven. In truth. And you also learned it from Eva Francis, dear fellow. Go to eight. Let's see. Okay. Is this, is this amplified? I say amplified. Hey, the guy don't cheat me. It's coming on. 
Who has amplified? Let's read it. It's just verse 6. Aha. Lord, thank you. I receive. Ah. This is good for ministry. Which has come to you indeed, just as the whole world, the gospel is constantly bearing fruit. Say the gospel is constantly bearing fruits and spreading by God's power just as it has, it has been doing among you ever since the day you first heard of it and understood you see it goes beyond hearing of it to say and understood the grace of God in truth then they explain further becoming thoroughly and deeply acquainted with it. This is what I want you to do. Understand it. Become thoroughly and deeply acquainted with the gospel of his grace. Are you here? Write as many notes as you can. The reason you write in church actually is not only just for studying. It's first of all for studying. But there is a mandate on you to teach others. Acts 1 1, all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. In Luke 4, so the Bible says the disciples returned and they told Jesus all that they had done and all that they had taught. Are you seeing that? Hebrews 5 12. By this time, ye ought to be teachers are you here so imagine every one of you is able to teach what you hear here every week you're able to teach someone else at home you're able to teach someone in school you're able to teach someone in the office in the office are you here are we here that's another way of measuring hold on for me no give power that's another way of measuring your growth, your spiritual growth and maturity. Two signs of spiritual maturity. One, that you do the word, not just hear it. Because it says, solid food belongs to those who are of full age. The word full age is the word mature. And then it describes how they come up to full age. Who by reason of use, the word use is the word practice. Who by reason of practice have your senses exercised. That's grown people. And the body of knowledge that guides the growth is not that you were reading Bible. It said the word of righteousness is what they are eating and growing in. And so as they mature, they are teaching others also. Also, Timothy, the things you have seen among many witnesses, commit to faithful men who are able to teach others also. So, what you have been hearing in the past, how many more, uh, more sessions, perhaps said, or how many years he's been working here and teaching you things, he's being committed to you so that you'll be able to teach others also. That's how this gospel will spread across the city. Are you here? So we see more sessions in every street. Not 
as crowded as we may have in one place, but we see that spirit in every street. We see word and life, word and life. We see word and life holding in people's houses on every street. What's happening? That which has been committed to you is now being taught to other people. People in your streets are learning grace. They are learning the gospel. Why? Because you are taking it and you are going to teach it. Hallelujah. I'm sure by this, with these few points of mind. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.